My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Nancy Knowlton, co-founder and CEO of Nureva. Nancy and I talk about audio conferencing in collaboration environments, including why audio conferencing is an overlooked technology. I'm not so sure that a lot of organizations have really said, what are we doing when we're engaged in an audio uh, conference? What could we be doing? And how might we think about things uh, just a little bit differently? As well as the idea of active collaboration and how audio can make or break an active collaboration environment. And you can kind of understand it based on, you know, how meetings themselves uh, have evolved to a a much more uh, active and creative process. Nancy Knowlton should be considered a titan of the AV industry. Before Nareva, she built Smart Technologies. For those that are unaware, Smart Technologies is a staple in interactive displays, whiteboards, and software. And it sold for a pretty penny to Foxconn last year. It's safe to say that Nancy understands collaboration, both in the classroom and in the boardroom. And I got a chance to sit down with Nancy a few months ago for a Q&A about her new venture, Nareva. I suggest everyone goes and reads it on Tech Decisions because she went into how she formed the company. And it was a really unique way of creating a company. Instead of focusing on a product, in fact... They had no product in mind when Nareva was started. She focused on the people developing the product. She assembled a team of highly collaborative, highly respected industry veterans that she had worked with in the past without any sort of product in mind. Her idea was that if you put the right people in a room, they'll come up with a great technology. I'll let you read the article for more information, but eventually this team came up with a unique new audio conferencing device called the HDL300. The HDL300 is made to facilitate what Nareva calls active collaboration, which Nancy and I discuss in today's interview. Speaking with Nancy got me thinking about how overlooked audio conferencing is in collaboration environments. Audio can present a serious challenge when collaborating. It's not something you're actively thinking about, but anyone that's been on a conference call where voices aren't heard or are overlapping or the sounds of shuffling paper and clicking pens are as audible as a person's voice knows what a hindrance that can be. Multiply that by 100 when you're trying to collaborate. So I invited Nancy on the show to talk about audio conferencing, active collaboration, and the HDL 300. Nancy is able to bring insight from decades of experience, so listen closely to what she has to say. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Nancy Knowlton, co-founder and CEO of Nureva. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Nancy is on the program to talk about audio conferencing, which is part of any collaboration environment, but it's an often overlooked part and piece of many collaboration environments. It's something that a lot of tech managers don't spend maybe the proper amount of time thinking about, but really being heard is, you know, an extremely important aspect of any sort of collaboration. So, Nancy, why do you think audio conferencing is such an overlooked aspect of collaboration environments? 
Well, you know, I think we've been headed uh, in a particular uh, direction for a long period of time, and there's been some conventional wisdom about what's required uh, for uh, room setups. And, and you know, there have been innovations taking place in a number of, uh, of different audio conferencing uh, developers. And, you know, but at the, at the same time, at the core, um, it, I'm not so sure that a lot of organizations have really said, what are we doing when we're engaged uh, in an audio uh, conference? What could we be doing? And how might we think about things uh, just a little bit uh, different uh, differently? So, you know, it's partly uh, technology. It's part of uh, perhaps where uh, things have come from. And perhaps it's partly because uh, there hasn't been um, as um, much of a sort of a step back to say, what could we be doing? Yeah, and Nareva is a big proponent of something called active collaboration. And it's a little bit different than, well, it's really what people have in mind when they're talking about collaboration, but it's not, not always what people get to when they create a collaboration environment. So Nancy, what is an active collaboration environment and what is active collaboration? So, you know, I'm going to back up just a couple of steps and uh, talk a little bit about what happens in some meeting rooms. Um, there are two main activities. There's consumption and uh, creation. And so when you're consuming information, maybe one person more so than a, a, any of the others uh, would be speaking. They're presenting, they're sharing a plan. And so that's um, a more passive uh, kind of uh, event. It doesn't mean that people aren't engaged or thinking. It's just that they're on the receiving end of a lot of information. And perhaps in those environments, people are seated around a conference table and uh, somebody in the room or at a distance is, is largely uh, presenting. In active uh, collaboration, it's um, a very different uh, visual. If you couldn't hear anything um, in an active collaboration session, you would see people um, more animated, uh, maybe multiple groups um, engaged with each other, walking around the room at a display, uh, touching, uh, working uh, with information. And so active um, really means that that um, more people are involved and uh, actively contributing. And they're also moving around the room and interacting with some digital information and maybe with their personal devices. Really legacy audio conferencing systems and a lot of audio conferencing technology that's out there right now can be a bit of a hindrance to this idea of active collaboration. Why do you think that is? In what ways have typical audio conferencing solutions such as, you know, gooseneck microphones or speaker phones been a hindrance to the active collaboration environment? Well, if you think about it, if you've got a gooseneck microphone, that pretty much defines what your uh, space is and where you're going to be contained for the duration of, uh, of, of the meeting, right? You're going to be sitting in that spot and, you know, you're going to push to talk and it's a much more moderated and structured um, environment. Times were when the only 
type of products that were available were speaker phones that would sit um, on the, the conference table. And in those uh, scenarios as well, it, it made a lot of sense because people were typically speaking into uh, the middle of, of the table and, and it wasn't an inconvenience. As soon as you start to get somebody who's standing maybe at a display at the front of the room or multiple displays around the room, now you've got a little bit more of a challenging environment. And I think some uh, companies resolved uh, that type of, um, uh, of problem by having, first of all, extensions to the, the, the tabletop uh, units, and then also the microphones that were dropped uh, from the ceiling that would pick up people um, more around the room. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not as if uh, some of the, the, you call them legacy systems, but the existing uh, systems haven't uh, contemplated this. It's just that the um, maybe the price point, the cost of installation, and some of the the uh, technology had a slightly different focus, and you can kind of understand it based on you know how meetings themselves uh, have evolved to a, a much more uh, active and creative process. Nureva has come out with a new product, the HDL 300, that really speaks to active collaboration audio conferencing. But before we get to that, and I do want to get to that because it really is a, an impressive product, what other types of technology should end users be thinking about if they want to create an active collaboration environment? Let's step away from audio conferencing just for a second. What other types of technology are going to go into that environment? Well, you know, I'm sorry for the shameless plug, but, uh, you know, we, we have been working for the last couple of years on an active collaboration uh, tool. And it's one that started out uh, replicating uh, kind of a, a tried and true analog process and moved it into the digital realm. And that is the use of sticky notes, flip charts, uh, printouts and uh, sketches um, on walls around uh, a meeting room. So we took a look at that uh, process because it is a very active and engaging um, process. You know, people would come into a meeting room, they'd be given a Sharpie uh, pen and a couple of pads of uh, sticky notes. They'd be presented with a problem, they'd sit, they'd work away on that, and then um, on uh, sort of uh, demand, they would go to the front of the room and put their sticky notes um, around uh, the room under a variety of, of uh, different uh, headings. And then the team would work to refine those ideas, clustering, throwing away, adding, um, whatever, whatever uh, was required. And so we looked at that process and first of all said, hey, this is working in a, a lot of uh, organizations. People really like the process and they've found a way to make that work in those early stage ideation um, parts of, uh, of a creative process. So we thought that there could be some great value in moving that into the digital realm, but we didn't stop there because what's the point of just taking an analog process and making it digital? We really felt we needed to amp up uh, the, the functionality by bringing to bear 
um, all of the richness and goodness of a digital environment. And so um, we're uh, adding a range of uh, functionality um, that will uh, really allow people to bring in their uh, normal digital resources that that they want to share in front of the group to amplify that early stage um, kind of ideation process. And so, you know, it's not going to fit for what everybody uh, wants to do, but certainly it's going to encourage a wider range of uh, input at, at the outset, just like the, the sticky note uh, process does. And I'll just compare what we have um, in our uh, span visual collaboration system with a scenario maybe where um, the, the session leader is uh, asking participants to raise their hands and contribute their ideas. And let's say that you're the, the CEO or you're the, the, the team manager sitting in the room. Maybe some of us would be inclined to defer a little bit to your ideas and kind of get a sense of what you were thinking before we would uh, contribute. And it's quite possible that we wouldn't argue um, against you or present alternative uh, perspectives. And so in this scenario where we're able to contribute um, uh, anonymously, at least at, at uh, the outset, um, that really does encourage a breadth of ideas and maybe something that the most senior person in the room wouldn't necessarily have uh, have thought of. Going off of that point, you guys really do a lot of research into what a collaboration environment should look like, should sound like, how it should aid the participants. And that also informed your newest product, the HDL 300, which I, I want to talk about because it uses a type of technology that really doesn't exist anywhere else, uh, from what I understand. And that's the idea of these virtual microphones. Nancy, I'll let you explain it to the audience, but please you know, speak about how the HDL 300, being one device in one place in the room, can pretty much hear anything that's going on in the room very audibly. Yes, uh, it, it was a very uh, different uh, technology approach. And, you know, let me just um, diverge just for a moment and say where or why uh, we, we decided to uh, create a product. Um, we have a long background of having um, people within our company, and this is not just uh, Nareva, but in a, pr a prior company, um, working at a distance. And we found that almost every meeting that we participated in had at least one remote participant. And uh, it was um, pretty obvious to us every time that we were uh, the remote participant that, that, that there was a lesser experience. We felt uh, less connected. We found on multiple occasions people forgot about us. Um, but secondly, it was very hard uh, to break in sometimes uh, to a con conversation and make a contribution. And then thirdly, it was so hard to hear uh, perhaps some of the side conversations or 
um, even the the main uh, person speaking in uh, in the meeting. And so we said, hey, what if we took a different uh, technology approach? And we certainly were aware of the technologies that uh, the leading uh, products in the market uh, were were using, namely uh, the beam forming. Uh, technology and many of those um, products are are uh, excellent products, um, and uh, we, we said, what if we what if we looked at the problem a little bit uh, differently, and what if we could um, not just listen to an area where. Um, a person is speaking, but what if we listened through the throughout the whole room all the time? And that really is where that microphone mist technology concept uh, came from. So the virtual um, microphones. So what we uh, created was um, a, a microphone uh, bar. And so it's about five feet long. And there are 12 uh, physical um, microphones um, at the bottom of that uh, bar. And uh, really at the heart of uh, the product is what we call a, a big brain. It's um, 15,000 uh, MIPS uh, DSP. Um, that allows us to listen throughout uh, throughout the room uh, to all of the conversations. And so if we were using uh, our HDL 300 system uh, now, and I'm the, the main speaker, but somebody else was having a conversation or talking over me, it's a vigorous uh, discussion or argument, um, people at the remote location would be able to hear that because our, our system really doesn't, uh, I'd say, um, make a choice or diminish uh, the uh, other uh, participants beyond the, the main speaker. And you can hear maybe the, the richness of the conversation that's going on uh, in the room. Um, and, and, you know, some of this uh, sort of thinking comes from um, really not having a, a strong background uh, in audio. You called it uh, conventional audio uh, a, a few minutes ago. Uh, and really, you know, taking a, a totally different uh, look at, uh, at what the challenge was and wh what we wanted the outcome to be versus hey, this is the technology, here's how it's progressed through time, here's where it's at. And so it was a little bit of a, a clean sheet approach for us. And that's something that I think that Nareva and really Nancy you because I didn't mention before, but Nancy, before founding Nareva, had founded Smart Technologies, which is another company that I'm sure many of our listeners are aware of. Nancy, throughout your career, you really have looked at how things are being done and how technology can aid the way things are being done. And that requires a certain amount of future casting. There's, there's, oh, there's certainly ahead. some of that, but there's also a depth of understanding or trying to understand what it is that people are trying uh, to accomplish when they come into um, a meeting room, into a classroom, when they're in their uh, shared space. Well, and, and that's what I wanted to get into just, just as sort of a last question. Moving forward from here, what do you see collaboration environments looking like in enterprise versus education, 
uh, both together. You know, there's there's an idea that people have going around that, you know, perhaps it'll be every employee will be in their own home collaborating with one another as if they're in an office. But then I've also heard that there are companies out there that have really been rolling back on remote employees and work from home because they're not seeing the value in it as much. So I guess the question is is really just moving forward, where do you see active collaboration taking enterprise and education? How do you see it changing that environment? Or how do you see those environments changing the way that we collaborate? Well, first of all, maybe what I'll say is what I don't think that it is. I don't think it's one size uh, fits all. And I think that uh, it's going to be a function of a variety of different technologies uh, coming together uh, to create this rich experience. And um, we we are uh, working uh, internally at Nareva on something that we call contextual uh, spaces. And so spaces that are uh, responsive to what uh, it is that people uh, want to do. And, you know, of course we're not there uh, yet. And probably some of the earliest implementations of, of some of the products that we'll um, offer and that we are, we're currently offering, of course, you know, they're early generations and they're, they're just going to get better through time. So we have to allow uh, people um, who are using these products to first adapt to them and then move their thinking beyond and we've got to be one, two, or three steps ahead of them, presenting new concepts, new ways of uh, of working, and making sure that those uh, systems are are first of all comfortable for people uh, to use, that they um, are are easy to learn, and they feel that they're adding uh, to their uh, meetings. You know, one of the things that we have seen that uh, negatively impacts the adoption of technology is something called cognitive overload. You know, I want to focus on doing my work versus operating uh, technology, and uh, that that's kind of a, a basic fundamental for us in our uh, development process and why we have so many user experience um, people on our uh, our team so it, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of things and uh, lots of different tools uh, are going to be uh, brought into uh, the meeting room. Um, we're going to leverage a number of uh, tools that already exist or that are being developed by um, other uh, companies or uh, and uh, and we're going to uh, sort of go out on our own and uh, create more hardware and uh, software products to really enrich those spaces. Well, I, I look forward to seeing that as you guys come out with new stuff and uh, as as the company continues to mature. I can say personally that I have seen the HDL 300, or I should say heard the HDL 300 uh, in person, and I was remarkably impressed. Uh, someone that was standing in a room that could literally walk into the corner of the room, stare at the wall, the where the walls meet, and speak as if you know, as if they were speaking directly into a microphone. And it, it was something that was very impressive to see. I saw it at Infocom 
as well as Enterprise Connect. I'm sure there will be more shows that uh, Nareva and, and Nancy will be traveling to uh, throughout the year and, and into next year that uh, anyone listening can check out the product. But short of that, if they're not able to make it to a show or if the show isn't uh, close enough to this date or whenever they listen to the podcast, Nancy, how can people get involved with Nareva? How can they learn more about the products? Well, people can visit our website at www.nareva.com. That's N-U-R-E-V-A dot com. And uh, you can uh, find a variety of resources there, certainly some videos, full product uh, information, spec sheets. They're able to request a demo, and of course, they'll be able to uh, get all of the connections to our uh, social media for more information as well. Great. Well, I encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, Nancy Knowlton, co-founder and CEO of Nareva, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks a lot. Thank you for tuning in to My Tech Decisions podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood. You can find me at Blackwood Tweets. And if you want to find out more about Tech Decisions, head on over to techdecisions.co or follow us at My Tech Decisions. We'll see you next time.